to the Berman Podcast, a podcast with one goal to help men like you and me improve their lives, improve their mental health, and help them to achieve more, be happier, and find the right balance. My name is Gabriel Machinet. Today is show number 10, numero 10. And every week, I try to make two shows somehow, sometimes a bit late, of the Betterman podcast, where in 20 minutes or less, I try to help you navigate some of the most difficult, challenging questions that I face as a man, and many of my mates are facing out there. Today, we're going to be facing something that happens to so many guys out there, and so many guys don't even, even know that this is happening to them, and is the nice guys syndrome. And the nice guy syndrome... Um, is, is just to describe men who view themselves as the prototypical nice guy. And those guys trying to do these nice deeds are only really attempting to passively please, I mean, women in a relationship and trying to portray that they are different, that they are completely the nice person, that they are going to be the ones out there that do everything in their power to always be in the right side. And although, in theory, I mean, this sounds kind of like amazing, right? I mean, this sounds like awesome. I mean, this is great to be like this. In many cases, they're just doing this because they want to portray something that is not real. And this happens a lot with guys, and in many cases, they have no freaking idea they're doing it, okay? They're just doing it because they just believe that that is the way to be, And unless they recognize the signs, okay, that they are actually uh, suffering of the nice guy syndrome, they will not be able to change. And it's very important that they change because when you suffer of the nice guy syndrome, you're going to face dramatically difficulties in relationships and even in the way you achieve goals because you're constantly building your life on the shadow of someone else. And that person, in fact, has never asked you to build their life, I mean, I mean, underneath their shadow. So we're going to be talking about a little bit about how do you, I mean, identify if you are a nice guy. Now, to understand before we continue is I'm not a therapist by any means. So keep, keep this in mind that this is just me talking to some friends, reading the book a few times. And the first thing to understand is if you are a nice guy, is that nice guys are usually givers. And I'm, I'm an extremely generous person, okay? Um, but one of the things that the, the nice guy does is he's always going to um, give stuff towards getting people to love them and appreciate them. So the, the giving is a tool for them. It's not they're giving it naturally. So they will not give, I mean, charity without mentioning their name. They have to be recognized for what they're doing. So there are givers, but here's the main point, okay, that they will never do anything for themselves at the same time. So there's no way they will do anything for themselves because they want to be seen as someone that gives everything and have nothing in exchange. So the first thing to understand with the nice guy is they're givers. And here's where the first red flag happens is the Mr. Mr. Nice Guy or Mr. Young Nice Guy is not going to do anything for himself. It's all about giving, 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 giving. And what that is going to do is going to create a lot of resentment. This is going to be a very important part for us to understand why this is so important later on. Now, the nice guy also is going to avoid conflict. 
and the, the Mr. Nice Guy is always going to be out there trying to keep everyone happy. They really care what people think, okay? And for that reason, they're going to truly avoid telling the truth, okay? Because obviously, when you tell the truth, if you become completely honest, if you practice the strategy of being always honest, okay? Brutal honesty, like I tell my girlfriend, says brutal honesty, then what happens is you're going to make people uncomfortable. And the nice guy wants to avoid making people uncomfortable because when people become uncomfortable, it becomes, I mean, a conflictive situation. So the nice guy is going to avoid conflict, I mean, at, at his priority in their life. The nice guy also is super manipulative, okay? Because they want to do things but they're only going to do nice things if they get something in exchange, okay? So whenever they're talking about themselves, they're going to be thinking things like, well, if I do everything right, I will have no issues in my life. Um, If I fulfill their needs, they will come to me and then they will fulfill my needs. If I'm a nice guy, then everyone will love me and there will be no conflict. So this is the way that the brain works, okay? And obviously, when you are doing something, expecting some feedback, expecting some result, expecting that they do the same for you, clearly you're going to become extremely disappointed. Now, the, the nice guy at the same time is always, always seeking an easy life. They don't want the conflict. They don't want to go on anything that has to do with a challenge because for them, okay, they don't need to go for a challenge because they're already nice. They, they are already doing something amazing. Society should love them because they sacrifice all these things. Therefore, there's no real need for them to go into problems or analyze or, or question the way they behave because by default, they don't really have too many problems. If you ask a nice guy, what's your biggest problem? It's like, well, I'm a giver. I give too much. Maybe that's the way they will see themselves. Okay. Now, at the same time, because the nice guy is doing all this stuff, it requires constant approval from others. And this is one of the things when you start noticing when someone is potentially a nice guy, because they really care about what people think about them. So when they're talking about, I mean, are people gossiping about me? What people think in the office? Uh, what people think if we break up? What people think if we get divorced? What people will think about my economical situation? Do people spread any information about me? This is something that for the nice guy becomes extremely, extremely difficult. Okay. Now, at the same time, because the nice guy wants to be loved by anyone, everyone, the nice guy is always going to hide their flaws, okay? So the whole idea is that the nice guy believes that the value of a man is based on their good quality and not based on their vulnerability or the way they have failed in the past. So for the nice guy, failing and flaws are completely, I mean, terrifying because the value system, and kind of makes sense if you think about it, the value system of a nice guy is very simple. Is well, if I am the best on the best of the best, if I give, 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 there's absolutely no chance that society is going to think anything bad about me, that people will dislike me because look at all the qualities that I have and therefore no one can see the real me. And this this is where it becomes extremely complex because as you can see, it's a constant mask that these guys are putting 
constantly in one hand, okay, they want to avoid conflict, they don't want to face, I mean, people complaining about them or people don't liking them. And in what they're doing, I mean, to avoid that conflict is they're giving nonstop everything they're trying to give. And they believe the more they give, the easier life is going to get. So if in my previous podcast I talk about challenges, the, the Mr. Nice Guy is completely against challenges. He just believes that he doesn't have to go through challenges in life because guess what? Look at everything I have done for people to um to love me as much as possible. Now the next the, the nice guy is a fix and a caretaker. And just to open up, I mean I have done this in the past where I believe I have to go out there and fix the situation. And and as a disclaimer, many of us I mean, guys, we try to fix things. So when our girlfriend tells us, I mean, they had a rough day, we believe that it's our job to make them happy. We believe it's our job to, to solve the problem. In reality, what they want is us to listen to it, to, to them, not for, for, for us to fix the situation. But we believe that we need to fix, okay? But the problem with the nice guy is they always want to try to solve all the bad things in people's life uninvited and this is one of the things that is talking about boundaries right so the nice guy have absolutely no boundaries because the personality of the nice guy the the identity of the nice guy is i need to give if you remove the giving part of the nice guy then they have absolutely nothing okay they have nothing because the only way they can build their own self-esteem is by giving. So this becomes a little bit dangerous because the nice guy, one of the things the nice guy does is constantly requires, okay, that the woman, okay, validates themselves or their partner, right? Okay. I mean, I mean, I don't know if it could be in any kind of relationship, but the partner has to validate themselves and there's never self-validation, never. So, I mean, deep inside, although they seem like a nice guy that loves who he is, well, deep inside, this person is completely, completely insecure about themselves. They will never tell you that. Okay, they will never tell you that. And what happens with with the with a nice guy is that they will never self-validate themselves and they will never do things for themselves. And we know, I mean, we have talked about this in 10 podcasts, that what happened here is that when you don't do things for yourself, then you're becoming weaker and weaker and weaker. And constantly, because you're trying to avoid, well, guess what you're trying to avoid? Conflict and challenges. Then what happens with this man is becomes weaker, weaker versus challenges. And at the same time, it's kind of unattractive for their partner, right? So it's not easy, okay? It's not easy once you have, I mean, this syndrome. So the question that people ask themselves is like, okay, I mean, where do we start to fix this nice guy syndrome? And don't get me wrong, many of many guys had the nice syndrome at some stage, okay? I think I had at some stage where I thought, well, listen, if I become the number one person in the world, if I become the best husband and the best of these, there's no way I'm going to fail because, hey, how is the universe going to reward me about failing where I'm being so lovely. But when I was being lovely, one of the things I was doing is I was keeping track of all the lovely things I was doing. At the same time, I was tracking all the things I wasn't doing for myself. So then I was I was not validating myself. I was not, I mean, giving myself TLC, okay, tender love and care, that we are so bad at doing that as men. So I wasn't actually providing that love that you need as a man towards yourself to validate yourself. And I kept all the pressure in the other party because, hey, look at me. 
I am Captain America. You should reward me for being Captain America and you should love me for being Captain America. But deep inside, okay, I mean, I, I wasn't that person, okay? I was full of flaws, mistakes, and I was by far, by far, I mean, not a superhero like I was trying to pretend to be. So, so all the Mr. Nice Guys pretend that they are the Captain America, I mean, of the world. So... How do we fix this? The first thing is to be radically honest, okay? So we need to be able to tell the ugly truth, okay? And we need to tell the, I mean, the things that are wrong with us. We need to tell things that are going to be upsetting, that they're not lovely to hear because we have to, I mean, and being honest to ourselves, right? I mean, to be with us saying, hey, this is what happens with me. This is what I'm doing right now, okay? Um, and, and, and the reason is, the reason why we want to be able to do that is by being completely honest, is that as soon as we realize that we have this problem, okay, that we're doing things because we need the constant validation of something else, of someone else, then what's going to happen is we're going to reclaim, okay, what make us men, okay? We're going to reclaim that masculine energy that, believe it or not, I mean, it's like anything in life, we can lose it by always looking, okay, at being supported by love of others, right? So when, I mean, constantly we're trying to somehow, okay, to overcome our insecurities by other people telling us that we're amazing, well, it's going to become very difficult to always keep up with that. It becomes like, like being a, a Hollywood star, you always have to have the next movie, people to love you, otherwise people will forget about you. The same thing happens with the nice guy syndrome, okay? The nice guy believes that he constantly has to do nice stuff for other people for him to be who he is, and he's never even close of real personal growth. So this is not easy by any means, and in many cases, when you are a nice guy, you're going to really, really, really struggle, okay, um, to to find that confidence that is going to make you not only confident, but it's going to make you, I mean, more attractive, more interesting, and have that path in your life that you need to define, okay, to be a man of purpose. And this is where everything comes to place, is the nice guy doesn't have a purpose, right? The nice guy what they're doing, okay, is if you think about it, is they are going in the path or hoping that someone is never going to stop loving them because, guess what, if they get stopped, I mean, people stop loving them, they're going to be in, in a lot of trouble, okay? Now, one of the things that you're always going to hear the, the, the nice guy saying is, I'm one of the nicest guys you know, okay? Um, all I want to be is appreciated. Am I asking too much? I can never do things right. Okay. When is it going to be my turn? I can never do things right. Okay. She never wants to have sex with me. It's always literally that rhetoric, that story that guys tell themselves always because what the guy does, okay, the nice guy syndrome is to make other people happy. So the question is, one of the things that you need to ask ourselves, okay, is how much of you, you're asking others for approval, okay? How much are you trying to, I mean, hide your flaws and mistakes, okay? How, I mean, how many times you put other people's needs and wants before your own? Now, this is very easy when we're trying to be kind of like a, like a, like a proper guy, okay? Like someone that is, is a decent guy, okay? 
Um, and, and what this does is disconnect other men from their own masculine energy. And it becomes, you start to almost like interact, I mean, in relationships that are not going to be satisfying for you. Okay. And it's going to create a, an environment where you are not going to claim what you want in life. And what you want in life is going to be better relationships, to love yourself, to have a better life, to have better sex, to have a better partner, the whole shebang. So one of the problems that is here, that, I mean, to understand, and, and I highly recommend, highly recommend that you read the book, okay? No More Mr. Nice Guy is by Robert Glover. Amazing book. So freaking easy to find on Amazon is that once you go in this path of understanding, yes, I suffer of the syndrome of the nice guy, the first step is to start putting yourself these challenges of self-care, okay, of honesty, of boundaries, okay, and it's the boundaries that if you are Mr. Nice Guy, if you're a nice guy, it's so difficult to have, and he's like, guess what? I mean, for the next week, what about if you don't try to fix anything? For the next week, what about if you don't try to, to do anything for anyone else except to yourself. Or even, even more important, what about if for one week you're trying to put something for yourself? So what that means is you're starting to organize activities that are going to be towards your benefit as a man and not towards the benefit of your partner or trying to score brownie points with, with your other half. Because when we're trying to score brownie points, that's freaking awesome. And I mean, guys that are trying to score brownie points is awesome but actually, I mean, the, the, even the concept of scoring points is not beneficial. It's, if you're a nice person, if you're a decent guy, that's freaking amazing, okay? But what even, even more amazing is when you are an awesome guy with yourself, you're a confident guy, you know what you want, you're being honest with yourself, you don't hide your, your flaws because guess what? You realize that, no, you're not perfect. You realize that, yes, you have issues. Yes, you realize that you're working on things. Yes, you realize that eventually you're not going to be Brad Pitt and then eventually she's going to be mad with you. That's perfectly fine, but you're just trying to be the best that you can without trying to play this game where you pretend somehow, because we do that as guys, pretend somehow to be something that we know that we're not. And that is what becomes so exhausting for us as men, where we think that the more nice things that you do, the better the outcome is going to be. And reality that's not the case. Is the more that you actually do for yourself, the more that you actually grow up by yourself, the more that you challenge yourself, the stronger that you are as a man, that is what's going to have an amazing consequence in your life, in your future, in your mental health, in your relationships. Because guess what? It's very simple. You are a better man. And no one else is going to have the benefit of having a better man than yourself. And if you have a partner, well, your partner is going to be, I mean, in love with the fact that you are becoming better and better and better. We, can you imagine buying a car that gets better and better and better every month by itself? I mean, that would be pretty amazing. And that is the idea with stopping this uh, Mr. Nice Guy Syndrome. So hopefully, if you're suffering of that, go and check the book. Highly, highly recommended. One of the best books I read last year. And it changed my perspective about the whole thing. And the audiobook is also freaking amazing. It will change your life. So this is show number 10, under 20 minutes. Once again, here at the Better Man Podcast. If you like the podcast, why not find it on iTunes? Leave me a review and I would love to hear from you guys on the next show here at the Better Man Podcast with, with me, with Gabriel. See you guys soon.